and welcome to the March 24 episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from around the law firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on regional trade in Angola, oil and gas news in Angola, Gabon and Mozambique, a visa exemption scheme in Mozambique, port developments in the Republic of the Congo, Timor-Leste's first mining licensing round, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Teresa, over to you. We start this week's episode with news that Angola is preparing to join the Southern Africa Development Community Free Trade Zone. The government met with the Executive Secretariat at the Southern Africa Development Community and announced that Angola should join the community's protocol and on trade by the end of the year. The Secretary of State for Trade assured that there is a well-structured tariff breakdown and that Angola's tariff offer has already been presented to the community secretariat. The Southern Africa Development Community seeks to address trade issues within the region by focusing on five key areas trade liberalization, customs and trade facilitation, competition policy, non-tariff barriers and sanitary and phytosanitary measures. Following the Memorandum of Understanding for Improved Contract Terms for Blocks 30, 44 and 45 in the Namibia Basin between the National Oil, Gas and Biofuels Agency and a consortium comprising ExxonMobil and Sonangol Pesquise Produção, the agency estimates revenues for the Angolan state ranging from 20 to $30 billion from these blocks. A large commercial discovery in the Virgin Namibia Basin would contribute to reversing the decline in Angolan hydrocarbons production, replacing reserves and creating new jobs in the region. Meanwhile, the drilling of the first well in the basin, scheduled for the first quarter of 2024, will increase geological knowledge and allow for the country's petroleum potential to be expanded, in strict alignment with the objectives defined in the general strategy for the allocation of petroleum concessions. The government is still focused on attracting investment in the oil and gas sector and will continue to take steps to make more investments in the exploration, development and production of hydrocarbons, as the executive believes that they are key elements in the fight against poverty, including energy poverty. Some of these steps include the continuous improvement of all necessary legislation for this activity to happen in a balanced way that can attract more investors. However, the government has not foregone environmental issues, stressing that measures continue to be taken so that the actions of the extractive industry are developed considering climate change. Also, at the heart of the Angolan government's concerns and investment attraction efforts is the water sector, due to its intersecting nature in achieving sustainable economic and social development. The Minister of Energy and Water highlighted that the government implemented different programs and projects for the improvement of drinking water supply and management of water resources in order to allow the population to have adequate and universal access to drinking water and sanitation services. An example of these efforts is a $2 billion investment for water collection, storage and distribution projects in the country's capital, Luanda, that the government is planning to endow by 2027. The government launched a public tender by prior qualification for the concession contract for the construction, exploration and commercial management of the logistic platforms of Arimba and Lombe. The Arimba logistics platform is located 35 kilometers from Lubangu and is connected to the national highway, providing access to the provincial capitals of Benguela, Uambu and Namibe. 
Regarding the logistical infrastructure, the platform will benefit the ports of Namibia and Lubitu and the railways of Musamej and Benguela, also facilitating access of people and goods to the airports of Katumbela and Namib. Located in the central zone of Malange, the Lombo logistic platform benefits from the proximity to the Luanda Railroad, ensuring a privileged connection to international markets through the port of Luanda. Besides the facilities for cargo consolidation and deconsolidation, the logistic platforms program foresees the existence of bonded warehouses to support import, export and transit processes. In order to align the national foreign exchange market to international standards and as a means of preventing and combating money laundering and tourism financing, the Bank of Angola has established new rules for foreign exchange operations by individuals. Foreign exchange operations executed by individuals are liberalized and accordingly exempt from licensing by the National Bank of Angola. Côte d'Ivoire and the International Monetary Fund are close to reaching an agreement for a $2.6 billion loan to implement an aid program to strengthen the country's economy. The fund and the government have already agreed on the broad outlines of the agreement concerning the objectives and reforms to be achieved, but have yet to specify the amount of aid planned. Galvanized by a turnover increase of 35% in 2022, the French oil and gas group Morel & Prom is planning to invest $85 million in Gabon. The company is also aiming to invest $45 million in a 3D seismic chute on the southern part of the Azenga block, in which it has an 80% stake. In Guinea-Bissau, the government is planning to install new photovoltaic plants to make up for the country's energy deficit, develop to take energy to the nation's most remote areas and boost development. The project envisages the installation of four photovoltaic plants in four regions of Guinea-Bissau, Mansoa in the center of the country, Gabu in the east, Buba in the south and Kashu in the north. The plants should be installed by the Chinese company Hunan Construction Investment Group and the government is currently working on the contract Details. ExxonMobil has signaled a return to Mozambique's Area 4 LNG project, as it has released an expression of interest for front-end engineering design services and potential subsequent engineering, procurement and construction of the LNG plant. According to the document, the plant, with multiple liquefaction lines, is now intended to produce 18 million tons of gas per year, a significant increase from the original 15.2 mentioned in the 2018 project. ExxonMobil's announcement follows the start of operations at ENI's Coral South Floating LNG platform last November and the total energies statement from last month of the company's intention in restarting its LNG project in Cap Delgado province. After a competitive tender process, the office in charge of Mozambique's Mfamba Nkua Superdam announced that the finalists still in the running are the two international consortia, the first comprised of ETC Holdings, Zesco Limited, CCOP, a subsidiary of Motengil, and Petru SA, a subsidiary of Central Energy Fund South Africa, and the second comprised of Electricité de France, Total Energies, and Sumitomo Corporation. The next step will be for the evaluation committee to assess the proposals, basing their choice on the criteria of technical capacity, financial strength and international experience, specifically in the development of hydroelectric projects. 
In addition to these requirements, the proponents will need to contract a tender financial guarantee of $10 million. The 1,500 MW Kuwa Hydroelectric is a $4.5 billion project located in Mozambique's northwest province of Tete, expected to become a key pillar in the solution of energy demand in the region. Following the launch of the electronic visa platform eVisa last December, which aimed to facilitate the pre-approval of selected visa types, Mozambique announced visa exemption for 28 countries. The exemption applies to travelers entering the country for both tourism and business purposes, who hold ordinary passports and allows for a 30-day stay, renewable to an additional 60 days. The list includes Portugal, the United Arab Emirates, United Kingdom, and the United States of America, among many others from around the globe. The European Union has announced a $50 million investment in the Democratic Republic of the Congo's mineral sector and infrastructure projects. The investment is part of the EU's Global Gateway Initiative and will focus on geological mapping, urban infrastructure and digital education projects. The EU Commissioner for International Partnerships stressed that this partnership must go beyond mining and called for a win-win partnership that builds the entire value chain, promoting processing, refining and manufacturing in the country. Russian company Lukoil is looking to invest $1 billion in the Republic of the Congo. The company has invested $955 million in Marine 12 so far, bringing its overall investment to $1.96 billion. According to the company, which wants to continue investing in the country, production at the Marine 12 license could grow from 1 million tons of oil per year to 1.7 million, with gas volumes going from 1.5 billion cubic meters to 5.5 billion cubic meters per year. Abu Dhabi port operator AD Ports signed ahead of terms with Congolese authorities to develop a new multi-purpose terminal at the Central African nation's Pont Neuf port. The deal gives AD Ports the exclusive rights to invest in, develop, manage and operate the terminal, dubbed New Mall Port, which will be designed to handle containers, general cargo, brake bulk and other types of cargo. The group will also equip the new facility with digital services and technology solutions to enhance its efficiency, including design, implementation and operation of single-window software development, digital architecture, business analytics, digital operation support and digital transformation. The agreement runs for one year and could lead to a concession agreement, subject to technical, legal, commercial and environmental approvals. The European Investment Bank is pledging 14 million euros to improve the drinking water network in the capital of São Tomé e Príncipe, boost the country's resilience against climate change and help empower women and girls. The funding is provided under the European Union's Global Getaway Strategy and is comprised of, of an 8.45 million euro loan from the European Investment Bank, guaranteed by the EU, and 5.56 million euro EU investment grant, managed by National Water Company. Empresa de Água e Eletricidade, the archipelago's strategic priority project seeking to provide widespread access to water and sanitation is expected to bring economic, social and environmental benefits to the country and its communities. 
Over in Timor-Leste, the government launched the highly anticipated first licensing round for mineral exploration of 49 concession areas, covering a total area of 2,276 square kilometers. The licensing round is evidence of the government's commitment to economic diversification beyond oil and gas. Successful bidders will benefit from competitive mining fiscal terms, assurance of preferential rights throughout the life cycle of the mining activities, as well as other benefits benefits and assurances granted under the Mining Code. Timor-Leste celebrated the arrival of the inaugural flight of the first Timor-Leste-flagged airplane, an Airbus A320 operated by the airline Aero Dili. The inaugural flight from Indonesia landed in Dili's President Nicolau Lubat International Airport, bringing 17 passengers aboard, including the Minister of Transport and Telecommunications. Government members that attended the ceremony welcomed the arrival of the Timor-Leste-flagged aircraft and expressed that this accomplishment should lead to lower prices and improvements in national mobility and connectivity. Starting 28 March, Aerodili will begin scheduled flights to Indonesia and Singapore, with plans to expand to Australia, China and the Philippines. We hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be suspending our podcast over Easter, and we'll be back with you on April 21st with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 16 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. In the meantime, you can drop by our website or LinkedIn page where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www www.mirandalawfirm.com This episode was presented by Teresa Garcia-André from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Hugo Ribeiro from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.